Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete pours to back our log of claims so keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our as labour is a name to make a man feel proud. And it is good morning from the Concrete Gang, a very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on this particular day. Cheerio to the Gorilla and Buzzer who are out there creating mayhem as they should. Good morning, Colin. Good morning, Stringbean. And Annie is on the panel trying to keep us on air and honest. Good morning, folks. Good morning, listeners. Good morning. morning. Righto. It's been a... uh, a reasonably good week in the industry, despite the best efforts of those who do not like us. Uh, hard luck, Malcolm, hard back, hard luck, Nigel and all your mates. We'll get on to them in a minute, but let's go to one of our favourites. One of our big, 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 big favourites. The favourite. Lendlease. <laughs> eh? There's a leaflet out there, and you would think that uh, Louis Ice uh, featured in the uh, delegates, uh, what would say, leaflet, uh, the Worker Express. Louis looks like he's lost a million bucks, doesn't he? <laughs> eh? But Poor no, Louis. Theo looks like he's lost two million. But folks, we're talking, of course, about the money that has not been paid to so many workers on the Bendigo Hospital job. Absolute disgrace that uh, our friend Mr Murphy... And uh, asset interiors went down, owing money to everybody. But we can report that uh, we are moving on because Lendlease basically have put their hands up and said they're going to have to sort it out. It's taken a bit of time, and uh, there has been, uh, shall we say, uh, some efforts to. Uh, look for legal recourse rather than deal with the issue of all these poor people, as it turned out, some of whom had not been paid for 10 weeks. 
Uh, money is owed everywhere. Lend lease. You brought our good friends uh, Asset Interiors onto your jobs as your preferred subcontractor on so many occasions as to be ridiculous. And now, uh, as, as we've said so many times on this show, Asset Interiors have gone uh, belly up and uh, money is owed everywhere. But how's Lend Lease's form? Instead of just fixing the problem, they take the union to fair work for illegal industrial action, for having a bit of a song and dance and a rally out the front of their office. It just it amazes me why they just don't fix the problem, get it out of the way. They're only going to get more press and more bad media as time goes on. Well, maybe, as featured in the Worker Express distributed at the delegates' meeting this week, it's because they were having a little latte with our mate, banker Turnbull, and his so-called Minister for Employment, uh, Michaela. That's an oxymoron, isn't it? Hey, Minister for Employment. Well, she's at this stage, I think it's all about keeping Michaela in a job. I mm. think that's what it's actually the employment reference. But here we right. have a picture of uh, them sitting down there in uh, sunny Sydney uh, at a nice little cafe and yep. having a latte and having a joke. And all, it's all very friendly, but with the Lend-Lease top management. I might add that the top management, uh, Mr. McCann, uh, is probably on about a hundred and what, hundred and ten thousand bucks a week. I thought it was one hundred and thirty-six, give or take. Give or give or take a couple of bucks. <laughs> but that 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 photo of of them all uh, enjoying their each other's company and uh, you know a bit of frivolity and laughter going on there. I bet they didn't think the photo would be taken of them. Eh? I think they may have uh, <coughs> overlooked the fact that technology does allow ordinary working people to use their phones to record uh, some things which maybe they don't want recorded. Mm. Now, I, I think you're missing how out of touch these guys are, mate. They, these guys post this picture on their own Facebook. Oh, did they? <laughs> they they're, they're perfectly happy to be to be seen to be sitting down with these guys while workers are struggling to pay, you know, they're going to have to sell their house, they're not able to f- buy food for their families. They, they just don't get what that photo means to people, you know. They're that far out of touch. And it's a perfect example. And if you flip the flyer over, we can get the answer on Steve McCann, who's... So it's 119000 a week. Oh, and I was only, I was only nine out. Yeah, I was only uh, nine I'll out. split the difference the, with you. But the, but the really exciting number there is that he's had a good 10% increase. So that should, oh. that should go well for the EBA campaign, right? Is that before or after tax? But they don't pay tax, do they? No, so no tax. That would be in the pocket. The only, thing, the only thing that our good friends Len Lees do have to pay is when they get prosecuted by the American government for con- corruption and have to pay out 60-something million bucks, American, uh, for naughty, naughty corruption behaviour at, of all places, the World Trade Centre. Yep. Now, I would have thought, and however regrettable it might be, that the World Trade Centre was destroyed in that uh, incident so many years ago, uh, Making a quid out of it and actually paying some people to give you an advantage in terms of making a quid out of it is the most reprehensible uh, behaviour possible. And yet, and yet, our good friends Lendlease continue to get government work. Mm. Imagine overcharging on a job like that. 
What a disgrace. 56 million, wasn't it? 60 million, give or take? Oh, It'll be on the flyer. It'll be hey. on the flyer. Yeah. We've got their whole FBI rap sheet on there. They're... The rap sheet. <laughs> Just imagine. And and then they've got the gall to try and call the the pseudo cops in on the on the CFMEU. I mean, you'd think they'd be lying low with a rap sheet like that. Though it does point to one factor which we will mention when it comes to the ABCC, they don't know anything about Lend Lease's corruption in America. Why? Because under the Act they don't have any powers to investigate. <laughs> so they conveniently will not know about it. And all that bull... Anyway, we'll get on to their bullshit in a minute, but Lend-Lease, I think, uh, finally uh, worked out that they've got a few problems because I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's another company gone bust on Bendigo Hospital. A state, a state and federal government-funded project, JML Facades have also gone under. So there's going to be more money, Owen. So Lend-Lease, you only got the job because you were considered to be code compliant. You've got to pay people under the code, don't you? Is, is that, but that sure. is part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. That is part of the problem. A stat deck saying, yes, you've paid all your subbies is not actually all that much uh, in terms of substance. It's uh, Stat decks. Stat honestly. decks. Jeez, we used to get them behind the bar from the pub and the, lo- the local chemist would come in for his few pots after work and it used to fix them up for us. Goodness me. But isn't lying on a stat deck a bit of a thing? That's got to be... Don't know. Has that ever been investigated? Has anyone yeah, ever yeah, been done for that? But the ABCC can't investigate criminal activity. Yeah, but the cops can. <laughs> Well, the cops uh, are a little bit compromised, shall we say, because <laughs> they, are, they are putting uh, people into the, uh, the task force, the Hercules, Hercules, whatever you want to call it, task force, and they're going around promoting all that to builders and going, yeah, this is the way to go. We can investigate corruption. I don't think too many builders actually want to know about it, but we won't go there. <laughs> I'm amazed. Fontana's not interested. Oh, they're too busy. They're too busy oh, worrying about disturbing the peace, but anyway. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Banker Turnbull. There used to be a footballer, Simon Beasley, who was known as Banker Beasley by the Footscray supporters. And though they thought him a good full forward, they also used to abuse him because he was a merchant banker. Who is a merchant banker? Malcolm, Malcolm Turnbull. <laughs> yes, indeed, folks. Malcolm is out there looking after the interests of his best mates, the banking industry. And if he uh, was to concede a royal commission, I think he would be considered to be a class traitor by Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And he may well be looking for a new job if he was to do that. Yes, indeed. But let's be honest. There's a lot of things going on in the banking industry, and maybe there's some rogues. Maybe there were some individuals who went out there and made a quid for themselves. But all those people who have been banking with the four major banks in Australia, who have been ripped off, stuffed around, and generally mistreated by those banks is extraordinary. And to blame a few rogues, however many there may have been, there was still a culture, there was still a system of ripping off people in those, uh, in those banks, CBA, NAB, Westpac and ANZ, all of them have been subject to investigation and exposure 
And if that isn't the basis of an, a, a royal commission, I don't know what is. Because let's be brutally frank, when it came down to the uh, royal commission into the unions, in terms of the CFEMU, what was there? There was a few allegations by a couple of journos in the papers, all of which has been discredited. Nobody has got any findings against them in relation to uh, the Royal Commission so far. Everybody has got off. Any alleg- Some of the charges have been withdrawn. All the allegations. And yet, our good friend Banker Turnbull is talking about having the ABCC enforce the law in relation to corruption and criminal activity with the ABCC. Enforce the law. They don't enforce the law. They don't want to know about the law. All they want to know about is industrial activity, legitimate industrial activity as it has been for 150 plus years in this country. And guess what? Our good mate, Nigel Hadgkiss, might be a copper, but he don't want to look at banks. He don't want to look at anyone like Len Lease who have done anything wrong in the past. We would say on the Concrete Gang, and the high moral ground is with us, looking down on the banking industry, if they don't deserve a Royal Commission, I don't know who does. Yep. And our good friend, Malcolm Banker Turnbull, can say what he likes. He is a class warrior, no different from Tony Abbott, and he hates workers. Anyway, we're now going to go to a little song, and this is an absolute classic from uh, the early days of reggae. Uh, I could call it the rivers of Iraq, but it's actually the rivers of Babylon, the Melodians, rivers of Babylon. Very mellow rivers of Babylon, the Melodians, from actually probably about 1965. Now, Boney M had a hit in the, uh, I think it was probably the early 80s. The stuff, Boney M. Uh, That's the original and the best, nice and mellow. Very good. 
Righto, let's talk about something that ain't so mellow. Maxtra. Oh, Uncle Frank. <laughs> Uncle Frank. Hello, Frank. Hello. How are you? Royal Como and Deco, Maxtra, Frank Nadinik, otherwise known as now. High Con. That's, isn't that a good name? A High Con. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I old, see the humour in that. Poor old Frank, don't. <laughs> Hello, Uncle Frank. Listen, son, it's a bit rough. You getting into bed with Nigel Hatchkiss, chasing the union, its rank and file as its officials and so on, featured on A Current Affair. Yep. Hardly covered yourself in glory. Evidence before the, the uh, Senate in committee. And, Senate inquiry. Yep, yeah, yep. All this stuff and what happens, even I think some of the people who have been named uh, as witnesses in this matter where the ABCC is pursuing the union and its members. Even some of the witnesses are saying it's not quite what they said. No. Oh, Nigel, we said last week you had, uh, in a matter before the federal court in Queensland, somewhat abused your powers, uh, had been vexatious, and etc. etc. et cetera. Listen... I think this one would better be put in the bottom drawer and forgotten about because I think you might look a bit embarrassed as if you weren't embarrassed enough. My, my kids have got golden books that have more truth in them than some of the stuff that I've read. <laughs> Honestly. Why not? <coughs> Nige, Nige, little, little bit of advice. Why do you think Frank is no longer Royal Como? Why do you think Frank is no longer a Deco? Why do you think he's no longer Maxtra? Because there's a history of disaster. But I guess your defence is you don't investigate corruption, criminality, etc., etc. You investigate only industrial stuff. And that's the problem. All of this takes place, all the industrial stuff takes place within a much wider context. And our good friends, Frank, is lots of context. Absolutely. But I, I know we... Wall-to-wall context, Uncle Frank. We, we might poke a bit of fun at, uh, at him, and we do. What he's done to some of our subbies and their families is an out-and-out disgrace, and we should never forget that. Uh, and I think the name that he's called himself now is just poking fun at the fact that he thinks nobody can touch him. You can't tell me calling yourself High Con... Uh, is being fair dinkum. He's ha- he's having a go. He's having a shot at everyone, saying, "Come and get me. I'm untouchable." Indeed, and this little story will have some time to run because these prosecutions go yeah. on and on and on. And we might, we might just as a little research exercise, go back and regurgitate all those little bits of history that Nigel doesn't want to know about. Absolutely. <laughs> We might have some character evidence, shall we, in the federal court. That would be good. Indeed. Now, what we should also do is talk about precast. There has been, as we reported recently, a major incident. There is a new alert gone out. That alert makes it very clear what people on site have got to look for. And if it is not in place, then the trucks... Take the, take the prime mover away, 
make sure it's all secure and leave the trailer on the job till it's fixed. Because clearly there is inc- there's been this incident where if it had occurred on the road, basically several tonne of concrete, reinforced concrete, would have gone sliding straight across the road, could have hit anyone on the road, on the footpath, etc. It's an issue about chains. What we're saying is you've got to have six tonne ratchets is the max you can ratchet these chains to. Okay, then you make sure you've got 10 mil chain on the panels, right? And on the A-frames if you are not bolting them down or securing them with the bollards for the containers. You use your A-frame properly, you have it secured properly, and then you secure the panels individually. Correct. And the only way you can do this is go, okay, six-ton panel, two chains. Once it gets to nine and above, it's got to be three chains. That will, in fact, secure it and secure it properly. Our problem, as we've said, and we're going to have to have a talk to the transport industry, these ratchets that have been brought in are basically busting the chain because they're just too powerful for the chain that's being used. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are way too powerful, and uh, we are urging all our reps, if they these trucks are turning up on site, don't try and fix it. All you're doing is putting our members at risk. Leave the trailer there and get someone who from the transport company to come and have a look at it and get them to fix it themselves because we shouldn't be putting our blokes at risk by, you know, undoing these panels and trying to move them around and is it the right chain and is it is it not? That's not what we're there for. We're there to unload them and put them in. And if you've got a problem with the trailer, you've got a problem with the A-frame, you've got a problem with the chains, leave it there. Leave it there because, uh, as Warren has just said, these ratchets are too powerful for the chain. The chain's good for about three tonne. The ratchets are good for around about six, a little bit less. If you do them up too too tight, you will pop the chain. It's only mild steel chain. It's not the good grade 80 or grade 100 that gets around on the cranes, right? This is mild steel chain, and it will bust. And if it breaks and that trailer's on your job and he hasn't put the dolly wheels down and levelled it up yet, those panels will fall off the truck on their own, as we've seen in the yards. Yep, they will not just fall off, they will shoot off. Yep. And that's the problem. Righto. Now, just quickly, there's an issue with bins. Colin? Absolutely. Just recently on a job, uh, the rep... had a couple of uh, bins turn up on site that were the bins that were to be lifted by the tower crane. So uh, a bit of due diligence. When was these uh, these bins last tested? And when were the lifting lugs on the bins uh, last inspected or, in fact, tested? Rang the, the bin owner up uh, and said, give us a test certificate uh, for these bins that, you know, they've been, uh, they've been mag particle tested, they've been crack tested and uh, welded up in accordance with the Australian standards. Um, he got a certificate for the bin that he had on site, and uh, there was the number and the number the number on the certificate matched up with the number on the bin. Uh, lo and behold, there was looked like there'd been a little bit of photocopying done, and there was a bit of a logo on the certificate that didn't match the logo on an invoice. And he just thought he'd make a bit of inquiries, and he actually rang the tester, and the tester said, "Yes, yeah, this is what we want." delegates to do and the tester said 
I have tested one bin, uh, but you're saying you've got more. And the, the rep said, I've actually had a whole heap of certificates given to me so that when different bins come, I can do a quick check and the certificates are on site for all these different bins that are, that'll come to the job. Uh, and uh, the tester said, I've only tested one bin, not a hundred. There was there was nearly, oh, probably maybe a hundred falsified test certificates for all the... Di- so one bin was done, and then the owner has just photocopied them all, put different numbers on, bit of liquid paper here, liquid paper there, uh, and the signature for the tester... Uh, he hadn't worked. He hadn't worked at that bin, at the uh, testing place for about five years. Wow. So you know there was a name and a, a name and a signature for a bloke who hadn't been at the at the tester for about five years. So it just goes to show. So uh, we now use photocopiers to do the test, do we? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it was a good pickup. Indeed, well done to that delegate. Now Scallywags, uh, Hi Con, Uncle Frank, Viva, that's Shell called the coppers on uh, union uh, health and safety officers because they were disturbing the peace. Indeed. (laughs) In a car park in front of Shell, uh, 10 cars, three people called the coppers because they didn't want to allow them into the job because they had the appropriate uh, occupational health and safety paperwork. They had to keep them out, so they did this bullshit about disturbing the peace because someone asked a question about why aren't we being allowed in. That's correct. Uh, co-build in Mentone, Johns and Ling in Sandringham, jobs are a disgrace. And ripping off subbies in Sandringham. Rip, and ripping off subbies in Sandringham. Banker Turnbull. Yes. And for the Sookie Lala, Mr Stockdale and Mr Van Stockram for that little Crane Tech story. And the P&D rigging and story. And P&D rigging story. Oh, dear, how sad. You've sucked for a bloody week. It is pathetic. A couple of photos on the internet and you'd think it was the end of the world. But anyway, Righto. you got your right whack. And don't forget DC bins. For oh, DC little, bins. DC bins for your little uh, little uh, photocopying effort. All right. So who are we going for? I, on the top end of town, it's Banker Turnbull, but... For safety and that DC bins is standing out like I, I like I like them when they're local. I like oh, I the local stuff. I don't know about Maxter. Surely he's uh, got to be got to be up there. But oh, we've had oh, him heaps, and he's to be too continued. Many All right, righto. We're going to uh, go for DC bins yep. as the winners of the Scullywag of the week, and uh, our good mates from Crane Tech and P and D rigging for Suki Lala. We go out in the same old way, dare to struggle, dare, dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang, and we're going to go out with a little bit more reggae. Uh, Andy and Joey, and you're wondering now, because I'm wondering where Malcolm Turnbull's going to end up. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.